Before today's topic, a quick disclaimer. The stories and data we share come from the states that we practice in and the experiences we personally had, which can differ greatly across our country and certainly the globe. This is not a professional advice show. So get comfy and let's discuss death. Welcome to Mort Mike, a down-to-earth discussion on death and dying. I'm Jem. And I am Red. And this week, we are your Mortuary Media Moguls Part 2. So death has been addressed in video games since their invention, from getting headshotted in Halo to experiencing the afterlife in indie games like Guacamelee. Death comes in all shapes and sizes, clearly, in video games, and we just can't get enough of them. This is a continuation from last month's podcast. Uh, it's a little little mini series we're doing on uh, death representation in media or death care representation in media. So uh, last month we did a little bit on television and movies. And this week we are happy to bring you guys the video game side of things. Um, as Jem had mentioned a month ago, me and him, we're kind of really, really big nerds about video games. <laughs> <laughs> And there's so many really cool video games centraled on death, uh, especially like in the indie gaming world, as that's becoming like a huge thing right now, like indie developers and stuff like this. So I'm very excited to talk about some of my favorites and some really interesting games that I have had my eye on for a long, long, long time. We have a lot of good stuff for you guys this month. So um we're kind of we kind of grouped everything up because there are like different like ways to talk about this like is it is it death and grief is it death in the afterlife so we we kind of have these grouped them in a very cool way to kind of uh showcase all these specific types of things so to start off uh we are going to kind of talk about the selection of games that touch on uh, the afterlife concepts so this range from embodying psychopomps like the grim reaper to like jem said jumping between the world of the living and the dead and so many more cool concepts like i said death has been addressed in video games you know since video games were around one of the earliest games that has like a central like hardcore theme of death and you know psychopomps as it were is Grim Fandango, which came out in 1998. It's like a million years ago. In Believe it or times. not, there were video games back then. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, three polygons worth. <laughs> <laughs> this is a super snappy and well-written point-and-click adventure uh, that was actually released by LucasArts. And you live through the story of uh, Manuel Manny Calavera, and he is a skeletal travel agent for the dead in the afterlife. And essentially, without giving too much away, um, there's some shady happenings that happen over the course of a few years. And Manny starts to uncover this like rig system within the Department of Death that he works for. And you follow him further through his journeys uh, of actually trying to upturn and make right this this wrong uh, that's been happening in his department. And there's there's so many cool, interesting environments that you travel through and you meet this fun, quirky cast of characters with some of like, honestly, the most memorable uh, dialogue that I can remember, especially from a point and click, you know, like oh, yeah. that's pretty impressive. 
you will absolutely immediately fall in love with Manny's sass from like the first mission. I have been really wanting to play this game for a while and, you know, I have not been, I've been very busy, but you know, this is like, this is like, I don't know. I feel like it's like, like, um, the OG, like the grandpa death video game. <laughs> like, I feel like I have to play it. You know, it's a classic. Um, so it's cool to see that there's some like interesting dialogue, at least. I feel like that's pretty common with most games revolving death. The, the dialogue is, is very, um, thought provoking usually. And this one more so in like the comedic stylings, which I appreciate that they were able to like work that in there. But I will say, you know, it's just a heads up warning. Some of the puzzle like solutions will just absolutely piss you off. Like they <laughs> are nonsense. Um, but those aside, like it's 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 a lot of fun. Highly recommend that to be one of your next games that you play. And it's available on like pretty much everything now. I think I saw it in like a Switch store even. So like you can play it on pretty much anything. Yeah, that's what, let's just make that clear right off the bat. I think almost all of the games that we're going to be talking about are available on Steam, and then a bunch of them are available on the Switch uh, Nintendo store, I do believe. I'm, I'm not sure about being available on like Xbox or PlayStation, but definitely on Steam, a lot of them are on Switch. Yeah, actually, I don't think any of these are available on anything but those <laughs> two, now that I think about it. Yeah. And then I also wanted to say, I wasn't going to talk about this game, but I played a game recently and um, posted a video about it on YouTube, if you guys want to check it out, um, about this game called Felix the Reaper. And I oh, think yeah, I've heard about that one. It's heavily, heavily inspired by Grim Fandango after hearing about you talk about it. But yeah, it's basically about this Grim Reaper. You play as a Grim Reaper and it's a puzzle game, but the puzzle aspects are that you're like orchestrating these deaths that need to happen because you're supposed to cause them because you're that's like your job within the department of death and um felix is like in love with this um angel or like life anti-grim reaper like the life part of that and it's just like a video game it's a puzzle video game but the story is kind of very similar so it's kind of funny that's that a really cool concept in that way yeah yeah um but along those lines of um, psychopomps and the afterlife, I talked about, I mentioned it earlier, but Guacamelee by Drinkbox Games is another newer title by this indie uh, developer as a luchador jumping from the land of the living to the land of the dead to save the Presidente's daughter. And I have not played this game, but I've watched it a little bit. And it is, uh, it's really interesting. It's very colorful, which I think speaks to the sort of um, like um, Mexican culture, like afterlife, you know, like with the sugar skulls and, you know, all the vibrant colors and blah, blah, blah. Um, they they really do it really well. And what I do like about this game too is that some of the devs are, you know, Latino and familiar with the culture. So I, I thought that they did a really good job. Yeah, I've been playing this one pretty religiously. And like I, anybody who has ears and will listen, I've been telling them about this game. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a basically, it's a Metroidvania style uh, game. And like they mixed like fighting um, like chain fighting stuff in it too. Oh, so you okay. have like combos you can chain together. And like, yeah, you utilize every button on the controller for it. And it's, it's, it's a lot, it's fluid, it's fun. There's a lot of good mobility in it. Um, and one of the things that struck me the most, they must've had a lot of fun uh, designing the environments for it uh, because like 
to make up like their posters for like wrestlers that are going to have matches and stuff they've like taken other video games and just like dropped them in there so there's like a poster that's for the uh the super hermano like and it's just like mario and luigi <laughs> you know but in like these luchador masks and yeah. like they they make a magusta meme reference and like all sorts of stuff it's wow. it's really cool game and you, you can run through it pretty quickly but i do there's there actually is a second one a sequel to it that i haven't got the touch yet so yeah, i've heard good is... things about both yeah guacamole too for sure so continuing on that train of uh, flipping between worlds, uh, I bring you Flipping Death. And this is a game uh, that was developed by Zoink Games. And in Zoink. my... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> in my humble opinion, they have released some of the most interesting and weird video games that I've played. And like Flipping Death is no exception to this rule. It's got this like crunchy art style that rivals the like of like a Tim Burton Invader Zim Psychonauts hybrid. Mm -hmm. uh, if you've ever played Psychonauts, um, it's it's like kind of unsettling <laughs> like, <laughs> to play it. The characters are odd but memorable, and they have that like LOL random vibe. Um, and I thought that they they took the concept and like choreographed it really well into the gameplay. Mm -hmm. So what it is, is that um, you play as the newly appointed Grim Reaper, Penny, who needs to help different townsfolk from beyond the grave to find her way back into her body. So you accomplish this by flipping back and forth from life to the afterlife and like possess people around town so you can do tasks on the other side. And you're actually like literally flipping the two dimensional map like every time you jump. So it's a really fun take on this category and it's worth the short playthrough to be able to experience it. Yeah, this one is definitely on my list. Um, just having that like creepy style along with like um, this sort of, you know, similar concept to the games that we've already talked about, but it's just, it's just so good. Like it works, you know? Yeah, it really does. And I feel like a lot of the ones that we've seen in this category, like they just, they handle it very well. One of the last games um, that kind of tackles this afterlife concept that I thought was worth sharing, and a lot of people actually recommended this to me as well, uh, is Spiritfarer. And um, I, I watched it a little bit of the Let's Play for this game because I actually I really didn't have enough time to run another game before writing, uh, finishing writing this episode. So I didn't get like the full picture of it, but hopefully enough to convince you guys to play it. This game was created by Thunder Lotus Games, and it's a super cute story where you play as little Stella. Uh, she is the heir to Karen's job of uh, ferrying souls to their next stop. And like the animations of the game are like astonishing, astonishingly smooth. It is so fluid that I found myself like hyper fixated more on like the character reactions and movements mm -hmm. than the story dialogue. Like it, it was. It's just gorgeous. It is a mm. gorgeous game. Essentially, the gameplay itself is like a side-scrolling, soul-shuttling Stardew Valley in a way, which I, I feel like a lot of people would immediately love just because Stardew Valley did it so well. It's it's really fun. You trick out this like soul ship that you have to better take care of the souls that you're ferrying, and you like go out and explore new islands to get more materials. And like eventually you have to take the friends that you made along the way through a gate to continue the journey through to the afterlife. So what I did see of it, it is a truly beautiful game. It's got really memorable character design and a very soothing gameplay too. So nothing that's like super high, like high octane or anything. If you're just looking for something to pull up on the couch and like chill out after a long day of work, I think this is definitely on your list. 
Yeah, and from what I've seen, I think all of the all of the the spirit um creatures are like big animals is that right yeah. yeah yeah they are it's super cute like the first person you meet is like this like deer uh and then you like knew the person in in life but they're like a, a cute little deer it's like imagine like the smoking granny with like the fancy fur coat like it's definitely kind of like got that vibe <laughs> and it's it's so adorable yeah like they each have their own personalities and they each have their own journey that you kind of help them with and then yeah like once they move on they they do i think this game gets a little bit more emotional where it's like you know learning how to say goodbye in a way um from what i've seen like i i have also not played this game but i think it's definitely more dealing with the process of like dealing with death like as as an event that you know you have to keep moving through yeah you're you're not only helping them like achieve their goal to be able to get to the end and be okay with their own like passing on and passing through but then also like your own like being able to do this for them knowing that in the end you're going to have to say goodbye this is one of those games that i want to play but i know that i would like probably cry like (laughs) (laughs) i gotta be careful about all those crying simulator (laughs) (laughs) along the lines of uh crying simulators um there are a lot of games coming out like really in the past couple of years that are really focused on the emotional aspects of death and kind of tackling you know the fear of death or um you know what it means to have like a family member that dies or just like even like what might happen after or before um, and a lot of these games are indie games, but they're all, you know, beautiful in their own way. I actually honestly thought we wouldn't find a whole lot of titles that made you face death in this light. And I was I was pleasantly surprised at the incredible library that accommodates this. And I will say that a lot of these games are, you know, you have to be careful playing them, make sure that you're in a good headspace because they do they do really tackle some really difficult, tough issues. Um, I have so many of these games on my list, but just to name a few, um, this game is called Before I Forget, and it's by Threefold Games, and you are playing as a lady with dementia. Um, Hmm. so you are putting together, like, you're putting together your life, you know, going through, you know, your residence, like, finding memories, putting together a life well-lived is how they describe it. And kind of your journey, um, remembering, you know, the past and remembering the life that you've lived, getting, you know, I'm assuming in preparation for like an inevitable death that comes with this like terrible disease. And um, it's really, it's, you know, a short game, a short play, but it's really just kind of tackling these like really hard, you know, um, themes of like dementia and, and passing away and stuff like this. Um, in the same vein is a game called What Remains of Edith Finch. And this is this was a more popular game. It was on Game Pass, I believe, actually, which is kind of surprising um, given like the theme of this game. But this game is about um, it's like a death simulator. So it's about this um, this main character's long historical family line. And you go in this like old family house and you kind of relive all the deaths of your like past relatives. Um, And the deaths range from like, you know, old age to like accidents to like um, they even deal with um, infant death, which, you know, can be hard for some people. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and it kind of um just kind of like working through that family history and you know working through like what death means to like the main character um and how to like honor your family in that way um so another another good title that might still be on Game Pass. I'm not really sure, but it definitely was on there cuz I know a lot of my like regular schmegular friends were like, "Hey, <laughs> did you play this game?" And I was like, "What? No. How did you play?" It? <laughs> um another um game that I'm really interested in um that, you know, kind of jumped out at me when I was going through this list is called That Dragon Cancer. That Dragon Comma Cancer. And it's about it's a game that was developed developed by two parents who had a child that passed away um, from cancer, like a like a kid, like a young like younger than ten years old kid. Mm. Um, so the game is essentially about like having a kid who is passing away um, from cancer, and you know what it's like living that life and kind of kind of like a memoir but also like a like a telling through these parents eyes i just think it's really interesting that you know the parents that had to go through this ordeal which is really just unthinkable to a lot of people like you really you don't know what it's like unless you've been through it kind of thing they developed a game to kind of share their experience i think it's like really special i have not played this game yet i'm it's a short play um, but I know that I'm going to be a giant wreck when I do mm-hmm. play it. So I've been kind of holding off on it right now. Um, but games like this are, you know, really just starting to become like super popular. I think that's a really fa- uh, fascinating thing that like these two parents like created this game. Like, I wonder how, like how that was, uh, as like a piece of their grief journey, like to be able to produce this. Like, I, I wonder how that like maybe aided them, um, to like tackle the- this issue themselves and like start to work through some of their grief, uh, like using this as a tool. That's, that's really cool. Oh yeah, no doubt. Like the fact that they can make this memoir for their kid. And that was like, their way to process the grief is, you know, making this um, art piece, I want to say more so like, it's, it's just really interesting that everyone, you know, goes through the grief in their own way. And this is this is their way of doing it. Another game in this category that uh, I was recommended by somebody else is called Before Your Eyes. And so I didn't play this. I watched a Let's Play on this one because I don't have um, the tech for it. Mm-hmm. So like this was such a cool game, like concept <laughs> and gameplay, like amazing. So it's a VR game. And that's why I couldn't play it because I don't have the VR game money. <laughs> mm-hmm. VR is a virtual reality. So what that means now is that there's like a like a headset that you put on and the game plays in front of your eyes and then it reacts to like your eye movements and you can like look around the environment and there's like controllers for your hands and stuff. So that like that is that has been used more for like really like AAA titles and like kind of like really big name stuff. So it was really cool to like see a indie death game being made for VR. I think it's very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Goodbye World Games was the dev for this. And the mechanic that they kind of built the game around is actually blinking. So you live through your character, Benny's life uh, from like his infancy. And like every time you blink, you move forward through the timeline. And sometimes it could be minutes and sometimes it could be years how, how fast you move through it. So like if you can't keep your eyes open, you might miss parts of your own timeline, which is really crazy to think about. Um, that is such a hard 
concept for gamers because yeah. like gamers want to experience the whole game like 100%ing a game is like a big thing so the fact that there's like a forced mechanic that it's like you have to keep your eyes open or else you're gonna miss this next part that's crazy to me I've like never heard anything like that before that's why this drew me in so much as it did because like that the, like brain exploded <laughs> when I started watching it and like even more so like that alone is cool but then like it goes on to explore like the relationships that your character develops with your family and your friends and then how like grief affected the trajectory of his life of his career him dealing with his own death and it also goes into like concepts of the afterlife in their universe too so like not only does it have cool mechanics but it has like very solid um like writing and like topics that it goes through it's it is a beautifully written interactive story and and i feel like a lot of us can relate to a lot of parts of it too i don't want to give away too much so just know that it's really good and you if you can't afford an oculus set to be able to play it just definitely just look up a, like a let's play on youtube like it's it is absolutely worth the watch so to wrap up this category, I just kind of wanted to give more of a list for you guys to check out. You know, there, there, I've like went into heavy research on this because I wanted to do a lot of Let's Plays for these. Um, obviously, I have not had the time, but there is like very like niche corners of the internet where you can find like lists of like games revolving death. And, you know, after you start playing some of these games, like you'll start to see games like recommended for you and and stuff like this but um a couple games that i thought were really cool that i would like to check out is to the moon by freebird games and this is a story driven experience about two doctors um traveling backwards through a dying man's memories um to like artificially fulfill his last wish and i think this is like a pixelated kind of like adventure like rpg type game um which is really interesting Another good one is uh, When the Past Was Around, and this is um, another, like, short playthrough, but it's about losing someone close to you, specifically, like, um, a significant other or, like, a partner. Um, and one of the reviews I read was uh, Crying crying Simulator, 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another one that I, I would really love to play. Um, there are so many, even if you type in like, you know, dead or like I typed in like, um, you know, death into like Steam and a bunch of stuff popped up. Like I Am Dead, which is a game about, you know, this man's afterlife living in a lighthouse. Uh, Necro Barista, which is a game <laughs> about a coffee shop where the dead go kind of like purgatory before they move on to the afterlife. Um, so just a bunch of like really cute, I don't want to say cute about death games, but I guess really interesting, short indie games about death. They're all out there like waiting to be played. Um, definitely some really good ones um, to be played as well. So yeah, definitely if you just like look around and there's um, there's a small list, but a good list. I feel like small small list of games, but they're all, you know, unique and beautiful in their own way. 
So I wanted to wrap up uh, this episode on like, a specific category of games. We gave you a nice good list of crying simulator type games. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, there are a few games out there that let you step into the shoes of a mortician directly. And it is no surprise in this like simulation game boom that funeral directing is on the list. So if, if power washing sim exists, then this is like the logical next step. <laughs> These were like the types of games that I was looking for when I first started like researching about death video games like a couple of years ago. Um, there's really few and far between, but the ones that are out there are definitely worth talking about. The first one is something that I came across pretty um, early on in my research. It's called A Mortician's Tale. And this is developed by Laundry Bear Games. Um, I actually follow the dev on Twitter and she is this um, artist. She makes beautiful, stunning art. And this game really highlights, um, you know, her art in a way that's really just kind of approachable and like adorable. I don't know how you could make embalming someone adorable, <laughs> but it it happens. Uh, <laughs> it is possible. It has been done. We have the technology. It's honestly one of the most poignant games that like I found about death care where you get to work as like a funeral director, embalmer, and crematory operator at a funeral home. So like I said, it's a cartoony, isometric, point-and-click story game um, with funeral home mini-games, similar to the Flash games that we all know and love, R.I.P. Flash, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where you either, you know, dress up the dead body or, you know, making arrangements or partaking in funeral activities, anything really. Um, and there's just a lot of really good education about alternative dispositions and it captures the different, you know, kinds of funeral worker personalities and all the people that come into play in, you know, a, a typical funeral. They really got a lot of the little details right about working at a funeral home, like down to your character always having to clean out your emails that you have to read. <laughs> like I, that that shook me when I saw that as a, as a mechanic in the game. I'm like, oh, my God, this is real. This is real life. <laughs> That's so funny. I also really liked that they had um, like a plot device that they used, like the big bad funeral corporations coming in and like making funeral service about profit. And that's what ultimately leads your heroine to like open up her own alternative funeral home to bring focus back to the families. Yeah, because that is, you know, a really real threat. There is like, you know, not to like, I don't want anyone to sue me or nothing, but there's like a <laughs> big bad corporation out there that's literally snatching up all these family funeral homes like this is real life, especially during the you know pandemic. I'm imagining so they snatching that... your funeral homes up. <laughs> they out here. <laughs> hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seeing that portrayed in like a really just cute, like stylized video game is, um, you know, very heartwarming in a way. Yeah, especially like we need. We have this need for like a, a death positive. Um, shift in funeral service so it, it was nice that this game really leaned into that and it's it's a very short game you can finish it in under an hour but it's worth a let's play watch on YouTube or Twitch if you don't feel like playing it yourself definitely something to check out moving on in uh, death simulator world this game <laughs> really is something so we're talking okay we're talking about the mortuary assistant which is, as it sounds, you're playing as a newly hired uh, mortuary assistant. 
And this is a first person, I don't, okay. This is a first person game developed by Darkstone Digital. Um, there's a teaser demo out for it that a lot of people have played. You can watch it on you know, YouTube, Twitch, whatever have you. Uh, the game is set to release in the spring of 2022. And so basically, as it were, you are a newly hired mortuary assistant waiting for your first assignment in the funeral home, and you're very, very excited for it. Um, but you get called in the middle of the night, obviously, and you go to the funeral home in the middle of the night by yourself, obviously, and there's a thunderstorm happening outside, obviously. And, of course there is. Um, <laughs> of course there is. And basically you just start kind of um, getting your bearings together. You literally walk into the funeral home. You have to find the case files. You have to bring the bodies out of the, the cooling racks, you know, the old style like pull out cooling mortuary system um you have to um do all of your um um what is it called external examinations so you're looking for scars you're looking for you know tattoos and then you start to do that ocular pat down yeah ocular pat down (laughs) and then you start embalming these bodies and uh the funny part along the way is that um sometimes you turn around and there is a really creepy naked white man standing in the doorway (laughs) because that obviously happens at every funeral (laughs) So basically what I'm trying to say is that this story kind of devolves into a horror game. So what starts as a funeral home simulator that is uh, scarily accurate, honestly, when I was watching the playthrough, I was like, they got the trocar? I was like, wow. That I was pleasantly surprised about that too. Like their prep room design was like on point. And like, I really... It's not that I I didn't expect much, but like horror games tend not to impress much past like the environments just like funneling you into a jump scare. So they're like they had they had to have worked closely with somebody that's in the field to design this game because like the attention to detail, it's all there. It's very, very cool. There's like arterial clamps and you have the you have the formaldehyde pump, like the old fashioned, like really loud, like uh, formaldehyde pump (laughs) yeah and then um it's and i will say like as someone who watches a lot of horror games and like i said earlier jump scares get me every time the jump scares are good i mean i it's a little campy i will say that but i i thought it was scary at some points for sure i mean you're in a funeral home by yourself and it's thunderstorming outside with these like very creepily animated dead bodies i thought the dead body uh design was really good as well i agree like they did they did very well with that and like still in a respectful way like you know it's just Mm -hmm. it, it was it was well done I thought it was it did it did make me laugh. I will say like we're we're talking up how, you know, accurate this is and everything, but it made me laugh that like they have you put an incision like right into the neck of oh, the yeah. body. It's, right next and, to that jugular. I was like, yeah, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like right in there. Like you're, you're supposed to do it like below like where the clavicle is so you can easily hide it. But it's just like right on the side of the neck. And like then you slice like the center of the ab- abdomen open for the trocar. It's just like that is. That is wrong. But yeah. <laughs> everything else, though, really good. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. There are a few things that it was like, you know, maybe they were 
developer decisions like made without consulting their funeral person because obviously the the funeral person on this whoever did it or whatever pretty accurate pretty good but there are some things where you're like oh not really close but mm." so it might have had to been changed just because like it might not look good in a video game to do it any other way like it might need to have been done to like facilitate that into a video game like play style i guess so yeah. i'll give i'll give them that they get they took some creative freedoms to make it work <laughs> sure sure yeah so i will say like a step by step guide to embalming a dead body like this game is actually pretty good um but you know the the scary like horror jump out at you aspects i i thought they were pretty good too i would be interested to see the full release of this game. Um, but it's just very a very funny thing that I did not expect. I literally thought this was going to be a simulator game and it was for the first like five minutes and then all of a sudden you turn around and there's a ghost and you're like, oh, this is a horror game. I was yep. not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think like, especially the fact that they had to jam everything that they did into such like a small chunk of time for this um, like teaser. Like I feel like as a full-fledged game, like I think they're going to do very well. Yeah, I'm very excited to to see where this goes. Unfortunately, we don't have to wait much longer. By the time that you guys hear this episode, it'll probably be pretty much releasing. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, we're recording so- this way ahead of the <laughs> <laughs> So when that does come out, maybe we'll do like a little around, come back around to it or whatever. Yeah, we'll do like a little update or something. Yeah. So, Jim, along... Uh, the research that I did for this specific like category of gaming and death care, I found an absolute dumpster fire of a trailer <laughs> that dropped this year <laughs> for a game that's soon to be released by a dev that pumped out like a slew of other like rank simulator games, and it's called My Funeral Home. And at first, my interest was like peaked, you know, since you get to experience a whole bunch of aspects of funeral service, like they do the embalming, they do cosmetics, you can do transfers, you actually can even like build caskets in the game. Um, but the, the trailer took a bunch of weird turns that like even like M. Night Shyamalan could not have mastered these these twists <laughs> that this trailer put out. Like, oh my God, at, at one point... The trailer jump cuts to your character grave robbing and ends this grand opus with you drinking in the prep room and then getting attacked by a dead body. So like (laughs) 10 out of 10 game of the year, hands down. (laughs) When Red told me to watch this trailer, I was like, okay. And you know, it's like typical like simulator. I was like, okay, this looks fine. I was like, you don't really build caskets and funeral homes, but like whatever, I guess. And then, like, yeah, like Red said, you, like, see the character, like, vaulting over a headstone with, like, a bag. (laughs) And then you're, like, you know, drinking a beer in the prep room. This, like, dead body, like, pops up off the table and, like, lunges for you. And that's the end of the trailer. And it's, like, uh, what just happened? Yeah. I don't know what funeral home they're trying to simulate, but I don't want to work there. (laughs) Yeah, this is where I'm like, okay, if this this is a dev that's just pumped out a bunch of simulator games, um, this would be a very interesting thing to see. But it seems like they're taking it in a um, very interesting direction as well. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely go check it out if you can. It's called My Funeral Home. Um, Just the the trailer that's out there. It's like a minute of just like very riveting cinema uh, that you 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 won't want to miss i'm sure <laughs>
So we tried to touch on as many of the games as we wanted to and as we could. But, you know, like I said, these games are coming out like as we speak. So I'm sure, um, especially, you know, with the pandemic and, you know, this like idea of more people being exposed to death than normal, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of games about death um, dealing with, you know, you know, hard emotional aspects of death, but also just kind of like weirdo funeral home simulators. <laughs> Um, coming out in the near future. So we're very excited to, um, you know, keep up with this. And there's a lot of content out there for you to consume uh, in the video game world um, while you're waiting for these games to come out. So all of these uh, games that we mentioned, they're, like I said, all on Steam. A lot of them are on the Switch. Uh, just check them out. They go on sale often. So mm -hmm. they're cheap. They're short plays. Um, definitely if you are looking for something to occupy like a night or two, uh, take a, take a dive into one of these games and, and, um, it's sure to be at least an interesting experience from other video games that you've played before. And that's all this week for Mort Mike. We love to connect with you guys on our socials. So like follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Mort Mike podcast. We'd mean a lot to hear your feedback. So please tell us what you think in a comment and drop us a rating whenever and drop us a rating on whatever podcast hosting site that you use. If you have any suggestions on some topics you'd like to hear about or burning questions you might have about death, shoot us an email at mortmikepodcast at gmail.com. I also want to give a huge thank you to our friend Marson for the use of his song titled Deputies of Death, which he produced just for our show. You can check out his bandcamp at marsonmusic.bandcamp.com. Thank you, Marson. And be sure to tune in the first Thursday of every month for some more casual discussions on death. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Mort Mike. Bye. Bye.